Uh, this is the beat. Uh, I'm Justin Perkins. This is Talk Junkie. Uh, that is a song that uh, a friend of mine, Bruce, and I are working on. Uh, that's like just a little clip of a little song, like a little intro deal. It's nothing big. It's probably something I, <clears throat> I shouldn't be sharing because I didn't tell him I was going to. But uh, I'm not sharing full songs or anything. We don't have vocals or anything done. But tonight's show is about music. And so I thought I would open with that. Uh, but it's not about my music. Uh, Uh, on the contrary, it's about uh, other people's music, uh, which uh, I enjoy and enjoy greatly. But um, we got to get some stuff out of the way first before we do all that. And um, uh, the last, I know I've not been here in like two weeks, so uh, the re- there's good reason for that. Uh, my son actually was very sick uh, the week after the conspiracy theory uh, episode, I couldn't do it, and then I ended up getting sick, we both ended up getting the flu, um, <clears throat> and he struggled real bad with it, uh, fever-wise, and he's had febrile seizures, and he's on seizure medications for epileptic seizures, so, uh, you know, we, we got a little scared, a little paranoid, so that, I was more focusing on that than anything else. That kept me out for a week, uh, but then this past week, and I was in Nashville, Tennessee, watching the Deftones play a show, and um, so I wasn't home, and that's a life experience and a huge experience for me, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, that is just more important than doing the show, so I didn't do the show. It's not like you even would want to hear me every week, or that you need to hear me every week. I understand that, and I know, like, I've not got any angry emails, oh, where have you been? Uh, you know, sometimes I, I worry about where my listenership has went down some, but I think a lot of the people left now are just people that, you know, a lot of them I know, but even the couple that don't really know you personally, but we have contact with each other, those people are just cool about stuff. So it's a different vibe than it has been in the past. Uh but before I do anything else, I don't have emails ready tonight. I could easily read them. I've got my computer in front of me. I could pull up emails, read them. I just don't really want to. Um, and the biggest reason why a lot of them are uh, kind of based on the uh, conspiracy theory show. So that's what we're going to do. The very first part of the show tonight is discuss uh, some aspects from that conspiracy theory show. Um I guess I went a little hard on the conspiracy theory stuff, but I, I meant to, and let me explain that. Like, I'm not saying that to be a jerk. Um, I think that was kind of the intention of it, kind of like the fun in it. I, I do that with a lot of things and kind of just go over the top. I don't I don't have a problem with people believing any of that. Like, do I believe it? No. And do I think that a lot of times it results in real issues that we could work on and you know, deal with as a uh, 
society being kind of pushed aside for some crazy shit. Yeah, we do. I, that, that's how I feel about it. And, and I mean, um, you know, but I, 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 don't, like, I don't really get mad. Okay, maybe I get a little mad at the birds are real people. Um, but I've talked about that on other podcasts. Like I, I've talked about that on a podcast that talks about conspiracy theories and, and stuff like that. Uh, and, you know, they even kind of took that, you know, like they, they do their due diligence and they looked into it and was like, you know, it's fake. So we kind of joked and made fun of it there. Um, but, like, there's nothing I believe in, like, anything that I believe in with all my heart, like, you still have the right to make fun of it. And if it's funny, I'm just going to laugh at it even though I believe in it. So, like, don't don't take that personal. Like, I had people sending emails like they like they took that personal. Uh, and then I had people sending emails like, you know, you're you're playing us like you're you're a shill one minute. You're you're like you're on other podcasts saying no, I'm, not, I'm always me. Like um, the very first time I, I really touched on this here, I said that. Uh, but th- there's things I th- think are possible that other people think are crazy. Like I believe um, people are there's more good people in the world than bad, and I get told all the time that that's ridiculous and insane. But like. I believe what you want to believe as long as you don't hurt other people or hurt yourself like believe, i mean if you hurt yourself there's you know like i don't i don't, I don't even want to see you do that like but there's nothing to do about it if you do uh but just be be happy you know what i mean and don't like don't take it personal don't get mad at me or or get mad at somebody else um because there's no oh what happened there something happened there and i don't know what it was it went down what it was uh but don't you know, don't get all bent out of shape over me doing that. And yeah, I seen the, um, I seen the, the emails, and I'm I'm not avoiding them or ignoring them. I just got to, uh, I just got to get to them, you know. Uh, but uh, like, I I don't know how many I'm going to answer because like, I'm not going to get involved in this whole back and forth thing of you send me this like. Don't try to convince me of the things I don't believe in, and I'm not going to try to convince you of the things, you know, because I think a lot of times if you just come to something on your own, I think then uh, you, you'll you'll maybe be more receptive to it. So, like, maybe there's something I don't believe in that I mentioned in that, and maybe I come to it on my own somewhere down the road, and, like, I'm, I'm more receptive to it because I, I come to it, you know, in, in, a, in a different way. Um, and like I'm not above changing my mind. Like I change my mind all the time. Again, I've always said I think that's healthy. I think that's something you should do. Um, but you know, it it just is what it is. Like I I, I I didn't get the backlash that I got over some other things I've said from people. But I think that that demo. I think that group of people have kind of went away. I think I maybe I've made a certain segment of people mad. And I like I hate if I made them mad. I don't mind if they disagree with me or if they just don't find the show entertainer what they wanted like i'm cool with that but like i don't want to think that i made them mad you know what i mean or like i, I hurt somebody's feelings like bothered somebody because like people say stuff like that all the time like you, you can't worry about hurting people's feelings like i do like i don't hurt people's feelings and people are like well that's why people are so weak today you know me and my wife was talking tonight and i don't think people are all that weak today i think just the cruelness and meanness that used to be in people is lesser than it was and we've become accustomed to more civilized better people and so when children or younger people aren't exposed to more civilized better people people who can deal with them and speak to them in a better manner uh then they don't know how to react and, and they do get a little butthurt about it sometimes and, and it's okay like i mean you know i'm not saying just don't 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 hurt people's feelings 
People's feelings are made to be hurt. They're going to be hurt. Like, that's going to happen. That's It's not the end of the world. You know, and it is okay. But um, it, it's it's not a, a big deal. You know what I mean? So that's that's all I've got. That's that's all we're going to talk about, conspiracy theories and all that. I will address it again. Don't, I mean, it's not like I'm avoiding it. It's just not what I want to do right now. And, uh, like, I'm not really ready for it. Like, I would have to get something new in, something worthwhile talking about, maybe getting a guest on or something. It, uh, it just doesn't, you know, it, it. we're not getting anywhere. Me just sitting and going, oh, I disagree with that email. I disagree with that one. Well, obviously, you guys disagree with me. Uh, but nobody really went crazy or ballistic. Like, um, you know, I think everybody just kind of like, I did, I did get emails like, I, I disagree with you, but, you know, uh, I understand why you feel it. You know, stuff like this. So that, that was cool. Um, another big thing, uh, and I really need participation with this. Really need participation with this. Uh, I've got this message a couple times in my private life with people I know personally. I've got this a couple times from people who listen to Talk Junkie pretty regularly. Uh, I haven't honestly got it. Well, yeah, I have. I've got it once, maybe twice. Two times. I've got it at least two times from the retro cult side. Um, in retro cult, the numbers are way down, and it's not a lot. And I think a lot of people thought it would be the bigger show. I thought it would be the bigger show, but also, like, I'm not pushing it. I've not been back a long time. Like, it's really in its infancy, really. And I like I want people to understand that. Like, it's not uh, where it should be. And like, the audio was goofed last. I don't know why the audio was goofed on the last episode. I have the best board I could find. I bought a road board. I've got a road mic. Uh, I'm using good software. I don't know. I don't have a clue. And I, I hate that. Like it, I don't, I want it to be good. Uh, and I want you guys to listen to it and it sound good. Uh, and, and I have a horrible accent and I understand that my voice isn't the best, but like I'm trying hard and I'm trying to give you a better quality. Like I want it to, I want it to sound as good audio wise as, you know, like here two bubblegum sounds and I want it edited and put together and just like to me, just I mean, like just being completely honest with you, like the the way that the spooky family is put together, the music drops and, and the segments, it's like I'm just not good at that and I don't really I'm doing it by myself and especially with Talk Chunky, it's kinda like a train of thought thing where I just go and go and go and go, but you know, I really would like, especially when I have guests, to do more of those elements if I could. If I could, uh, you know, because I'm very envious. I, you know, and these I know these people personally. Like I, I and I'm a, I'm still a fan of their shows. You know, and I want that quality, that sound quality that that Here Two Bubblegum's got, and I, I want that show quality that both of them's got. You know, and and I love that setup. So check those two shows out if you've never checked them out. Uh, Here at You Bubblegum and uh, The Spooky Family. But, like, I, I've got good stuff. I've just, <laughs> I have put money and time in, and I've asked nothing from you. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it's just a learning process. And, like, I don't put a ton of time in. I'm not going to sit and lie to you. I don't, I'm, um, the way I work and stuff, which I'm hoping to change in the future in my life, the way it currently is run, uh, is not conducive to um, schedule and uh, habit. And I've always been a schedule and habit person 
in a very small manner. That's that's to say I'm chaotic in every way, but when it comes to I want to do this show, then I want to do it at a certain time, a certain way, you know, and I'm not able to do that right now, and uh, that sucks, but uh, it is what it is, and we kind of have to deal with it and uh, move forward. Um, so the question, I don't even know how far we got that that's my ADD is at a level that most of you can't even comprehend. I don't know how far we got. We're 16 minutes in this. We've done nothing or however many minutes. But the letter that I keep getting and what I keep getting is why don't I combine the two shows? Why do I not make the two shows one? Why do I not just do talk junkie? And when I have a topic and something to do for retro cult, do a retro cult version of talk junkie. To those of you who sent that, if you've ever sent me the message, uh, what are you doing talking about uh, the USA Network? What are you doing talking about VHS? Why are you not discussing um, blah, 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 blah? Like, <laughs> I think I leave this show a little too open to interpretation, and some people look at this show as this is a serious show or this is a this show or this and like I don't define it it just is what it is when it comes out and it's kind of like that was kind of the fun part of it talk junkie was just me going off and talking and I tried to do (laughs) these retro cult type episodes on talk junkie and I got backlash now granted I think most of those people are gone now but I did get the backlash so I started the other show to stop getting the backlash but if you want them together believe me you it's much easier for me to just do one show and do them together. So this is what I'm going to do. Uh, since you people hate my Facebook, or it's really hard to find, I have been told it's almost impossible to find because there's 500 Talk Junkie or Talk Junkies with a S, and there's uh, a bunch of apparently retro cult stuff, which I've never seen anything else retro cult. But that's what they are on, on uh, Facebook is retro cult. You're not uh, TikTok, I've, some people have found me. TikTok, I've changed the name, and I don't even remember what it is. I think it's Retro Cult Talk Junkie or Retro Junkie. I don't know. We're going to change it and get a permanent name. As soon as I do, I'll plaster it everywhere and start doing some more of that stuff. But until then, until then, until then, what I need you to do is email talkjunkie at gmail.com or email the world's longest podcast email at retrocultpodcast at gmail.com. Email either one of those. Or message me if you know me personally. Whoever you are, let me know. Especially if you listen to both shows. If you don't listen to both shows, say and be honest at how I really never listened to uh, Retro Cult. You know what I mean? And let but let me know. Do you think it would work better? Would you prefer it that way? You know, would it be acceptable to the masses if I joined together in some dark union, Retro Cult, and Talk Junkie, Talk Junkie Cult, Talk Cult, Retro Junkie, Retro, well, I guess Retro Cult will be right back over. I don't know, maybe it just stays Talk Junkie and I do both. I don't know. Give me, give me some type of idea and, you know what I mean, give me something to work with because I get the, I get the, uh, the suggestions, but then it's like, okay, I've got the suggestions, but, uh, you know, do you, do you really mean it? Stop messing with my emotions. What I need to know is, do you really mean it? 
do you really love me? That's that's all I need to know. But let me know. Um, we don't pay bills here because we do everything for free because I'm stupid. But let me mention some folks real quick. It's showtime. After these messages, we'll be right back. Okay. Uh, I got a new book that's getting ready to come out. I mean, it is, it is right there. It's at the cervix. It's the birthing processes. That's a disgusting way to describe it. Uh, it, it's really, really, really close. Uh, a couple of friends and an editor and some people have read it, seen it. It's done. It just out of the blue came up. We'll be completely honest and completely transparent. I had a book. Uh, had it pretty well done. I won't say back around last October, the first time I started talking. Anyway, I do not currently uh, <laughs> have full rights to that book. Uh, somebody has an option on that book, and I can't release it. Don't look like they're going to release it either. And I was getting frustrated, and I was going back and forth. And then I started looking at some stuff I had written that I did not include in that book and started trying to finish a different poetry book and ended up scrapping all that and writing what I have right now. And I don't know what it is. It's extremely weird, extremely, extremely weird to be completely and totally honest with you, but it's almost done. And when it's done, the very first place you'll be able to get it be the Red Spotted Newton Hazard, Kentucky. Uh, the Red Spotted Newton, it's R-E-A-D, Red Spotted Newton Hazard, Kentucky is an amazing local bookstore. It may not be local to where you are, but it's local to a very small town that needs it and that is very proud of it and proud of what it's doing and what it means to that town. So in the way that you would want others to support your local community, support ours. If you don't have a local bookstore, instead of going to the bigger bookstores or going to Amazon, go to Facebook, look up Red Spotted Newt, R-E-A-D, in Hazard, Kentucky, and get a hold of Mandy, the owner, and see if she's got what you need. Uh, she will ship. Uh, and hey, if she doesn't or she can't get it, then look for a different independent bookstore. That would be my advice. Uh, everybody wins in that scenario. Except me, because I'm going to be honest with you. If you buy my book from her, I make less. But I do that on purpose, because I'm self-publishing this next book, which gives me the right to do the pricing. And I now have the pricing right options to my first book, and I already had the pricing rights options to my second book. So my first two books are cheaper at the Red Spotted Newt right now. If you want my first two poetry books, if you want to get uh, Coal Kingdom or uh, Creating the Perfect Slave, you can get them at uh, the Red Spotted Newt in Hazard, Kentucky, and you can get them cheaper than you can get them on Amazon Prime with free shipping. I, I mean, much cheaper. Uh, but that's important to me. Not is it not only is it my best one of my best friends in the world that owns it, but also uh, it, it, again it's helping a local community. So do the right thing, shop locally, uh, and if you want to support a veteran, and you want to shop locally, you need to check out Kicking Chicken. Uh, whenever I do get around to getting, well, just to be completely honest with you, when he's not so busy and being so successful that he can make me the shirts for Talk Junkie, we're going to get Talk Junkie shirts. Uh, well, I'm going to get Talk Junkie shirts. I can't imagine anybody else would want to wear Talk Junkie on them. That seems odd to me uh, and very, very strange. But uh, we're going to go to Kicking Chicken. You can check him out on uh, Instagram or Facebook, Kicking Chicken. Uh, he uses high-quality shirts, and you can't beat that. Uh, I also want to mention Roundabout Music, Mottsburg, Kentucky. Uh, again, these people, they don't pay me. They don't ask me for sponsorships. I, I, I suggest things that I like, especially for local listeners. 
I love roundabout music in Whitesburg, Kentucky. Great people, uh, great records, great music. Not just that, like they have the coolest clothes. Uh, I have wore out my Dracula uh, shirt and you just have to see it. Like I, I can't do it justice by explaining to you what it is. Nobody wants to listen to me explain what it is. So uh, check those out. And um, if you're a local business and uh, if you're not a local business in my area, but you're a local business in your area, and you just want to shout out here and there. I can't shout out everybody all the time, but you just want one shout out, send me a message at talkjunkie at gmail.com. I'll shout out your business. I don't care. After these messages, we'll be right back. I need one that actually says, we've done done the messages, and now we're back. Does that make more sense? I mean, it makes more sense to me. I don't know. I think we've handled all pertinent business today. Uh, well, maybe not all pertinent business, but we've handled all the business that we're going to handle that I consider pertinent. And now we're getting ready to start into a very, very important part, uh, the actual guts of this show uh, and the actual topic we're doing tonight. don't know how much uh deftones we can play without being in violation but um i'm going to tell you right now the lyrics that would follow would be hey vanity this vial's empty so are you hey glamorous this vial's not god anymore uh i love deftones probably more so than any band um ever i mean i have them tattooed onto my body uh that is a form of love that only my children uh my wife my grandfather um jujitsu uh my first book uh a, a tattoo i done with my stepsister very few things is what i'm saying has ever made it onto my body uh the deftones did and um for a lot of different reasons uh you know it, it's very much uh the lyrics now when it first happened it was very much the music it was very heavy you know probably 97 98 ish uh and that's 1997 or 98 kids uh it's a long time ago uh back a long time ago and the first album like i actually heard was their very first album adrenaline I heard two songs off of it, Bored and Engine Number Nine. They actually ended up being two of the first songs uh, that my band covered, my very first like real band covered. Uh, and it's actually Engine Number Nine is the song that they ended with in Nashville last weekend. The album that made me fall in love with Deftones was Around the Fur. Uh, Chino always said that Around the Fur, the name of the title is kind of like a metaphor for uh, here. Let me give you the full quote. Uh, around the fur, it's a metaphor for the extremes of clean and dirty, of highs and lows, for being beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, it's dead skin, terrible looking. Uh, Deftones had a way of saying things. Um, like uh, one one of my favorite lyrics is, she likes depression because it matches her eyes. Like there, there's so many lyrically songs that I just, 
fell in love with. I mean, absolutely fell in love with from Deftones, you know, and that's, uh, again, I started with the music and then I went to the, uh, the, the, the lyrical end of it. But what, what does music mean like to everybody? Cause like, I got talk about this with my wife a lot. You know, I just did uh, an episode with my friend Mandy and you go back a couple episodes. I don't know. Remember this is I've got to look for it posted up, but you just go back a couple two or three episodes. And I did an episode with my friend Mandy about music and the state of music and how we find music nowadays. And then I followed that right up actually the same night that's released it the next week, a long conversation with a, excellent local musician named Dustin Hoover and a very good friend of mine. And, and we kind of talked music and, and, you know, how the industry's changed and he's making an album and me and my friend Bruce are trying to work on making an album. And I just quit a band last year that just got ready to do an album that they're actually finishing now, like how that, how that all changed. And, uh, but we talked about music and what it meant to us and, you know, uh, I thought, you know, I've never, it never comes to a point where I've said all I need to say about music, but I thought that that may put a, just a pin in it for a while, you know, um, but it didn't because then the Deftones show happened. But, you know, I talked to my wife, to, to my wife, music is kind of background noise. It's kind of just fun, you know, hum and go on and like to her, it's too serious for me and to her, like, I want to listen to it too much. My daughter's a lot more like me in regards to how much she needs music and how often she needs it. And she needs it all the time. We just drastically different tastes in music. I mean, not even close. And um, I don't think it's an emotional thing for her like it is for me, but uh, it is very important. It's more important to her than it is to my wife, uh, but important in a different way. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's different aspects to music and how important it is to different people, obviously, through, you know, throughout their lives. And, and, and you know, music can be, music can be uh, so unimportant to some people. Like my dad, you know, I mentioned that in one of those other podcasts, that doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything to my dad. But it's story time, kids. It's, um, and I'm guessing at this, you'd have to go, Google box it, look it up. I normally know it. And uh, for some reason, I have blanked on it the last couple of times I've tried to remember. But let's say July, maybe 21st, 2000, Deftones are on tour uh, for supporting the White Pony tour, uh, the White Pony album. Uh, I'm in Myrtle Beach uh, with my family and with my mom, my stepdad, uh, my brother, and, you know, it's kind of like a family vacation. My stepdad's family went every year, same place in Myrtle Beach and it's the first time we'd ever went it was my summer after my senior year so I'm still 17 um we're there and I see on House of Blues uh Deftones tonight I was a big Deftones fan I wouldn't say by any stretch of the imagination at that point in time that Deftones was my favorite band I will say that at that moment in time, um, White Pony was definitely my favorite album. Now, 
uh, I told you how I found them through Adrenaline. Not the whole album. I actually heard the whole album for Adrenaline after I heard uh, uh, Around the Fur, the second album. And like I said, like we we played those songs. I can tell you the the you know, obviously just starting out, all your songs gonna be covers. And the first band I was in, we played Board, Engine Number Nine, uh, Freedom by Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name of Rage Against the Machine, Loco by Cold Chamber, uh, Blind by Corn. Uh, those were definites got played every week. Eventually, uh, way on down the road, we added uh, um, uh, what's the song off of Issues from Corn Beating Me Down, um, and we messed around a lot with minus blindfold. Me and my, me and the one guitar player, the guy kind of got me or got me started playing music stuff. We we could basically play any rage song. So uh, there were other rage songs that got substituted in and out there. Uh, but you know that that's kind of our wheelhouse what we played. And uh, then we, you know we obviously started writing uh, originals. We added Bruce, the guy that I'm playing music with right now, uh, and and that was kind of a shot in the arm and Bruce had, uh, we had two songs. I'll tell you what we had when we added Bruce, we had a song that Eric wrote, uh, the other guitar player, uh, you know, my best friend growing up, uh, who's passed away now. And then we had the song that Bruce had wrote when he come in and Bruce and I actually still play both of those songs. Uh, we started out this time, uh, when we got back together, started jamming again, that's two songs that in that first group that we kind of brought back. And we originally, uh, you know, a couple months ago, had sat down and just got to a point where we had five or six songs that we'd had for 20 years. And we started kind of fixing them and trying to polish them. And then all of a sudden Bruce just pow, broke loose writing licks. And you know, now there's eight or nine songs that are mostly new or actually are all new uh, with the exception of a couple, you know, he salvaged and kind of changed right? and it's a beautiful process to watch and he's just been super inspired and I've kind of just been useless on the road traveling for work and jealous that I'm not there more often doing things with him, but extremely talented guy. But you know, Deftones was a huge part of that first band, not for Bruce. Bruce isn't really a Deftones fan. Uh, I don't, you know, none of the people I ever played music with besides Eric really was a, a huge Deftones fan. There was a singer from a band last year named Craig. He was a, he was a, had got started getting into Deftones era, but like, so, you know, I find Adrenaline and uh, a couple songs off of it, find Around the Fur, hear Minus Blindfold song from Adrenaline, go back, rediscover Adrenaline. I'm hooked on these two CDs. I love them. Again, not my favorite band, Rage Against the Machine by far, my favorite band at that time, but I'm hooked on these two CDs, love them. Then White Pony comes out. And White Pony is so different from those first two albums. The first album's raw, very much a freshman album. Deftones are one of those bands that didn't bring their best at first. I love the album, but not their best album. Round the Fur comes out, much better album. I thought for a long time, and it's still uh, Be Quiet and Drive, Around the Fur, and My Own Summer are three songs that I just love. And I love every song on that album. There's not a song on Around the Fur I don't like. Uh, there might be one off of Adrenaline I don't like. But then they come out with White Pony. This album's so different. 
it's not hard enough for my real metal fan friends on so many of the songs it's too weird for maybe my poppier friends on some of the, it's very new wave at times it's very uh, experimental at times it's very heavy at times you know a song like uh, a, a song like digital bath is so different from anything they've ever done and then you've got a song like change and to me passenger very similar songs in that regard with in here passengers got um um maynard from tool on it uh then you've got mini maggot you know which uh, back to school a lot of people call it like there's so many different but there's also so many heavy elements to that album there's real heavy songs just real hard hitters i love this album i'm burning this album up i get to myrtle beach bam there's deftones live at the house of blues i go see them again this is 2000 me and my brother we go house of blues very small venue uh up to this point i guess i need to kind of make up to this point i had been to an Ozfest. Uh, I had been to uh, Summer Sanitarium. Maybe not. Maybe Summer Sanitarium was after. But I'd been to an Ozfest. I'd been to a corn show. Um, I don't know, probably four or five shows up to this point. Uh, the corn show probably in, in Ozfest definitely being the highlight. Those two being the highlight. Uh, super excited. Beyond, you know, excited is not the word. Um, I go see this Deftones show. Chino's not the best singer I've ever seen live. The band does not sound as good as Pantera at Hossfest. Something about the vibe of the show and the performance hooks me. And I'm sober, which I'm going to tell you didn't happen at a lot of shows at that time, but I am sober. I'm not with all of my best friends. I'm with a younger brother who at that time, you know, like we were into different things, but he liked heavy music. I don't know how much he was into Deftones. Nothing that would generally dictate it being a a massive show for me was in play. But I had the best time I'd ever had at a concert. Now, since then, again, Summer Sanitarium, I believe, came after that. Uh, Clutch, an amazing show, came after that. Uh, Jason Isabel came after that. Um, I mean, so many big shows came after that. No show ever got to the level that that show was at. But time goes on, you know. Time goes on, and and you kind of forget things. Like you forget, you you still have the feeling. You know what I mean? Like you you still you still have the memories and all that but it does fade with time to some degree you don't realize it until it's refreshed so to speak but it does fade with time um i attempt to see deftones a couple more times you know to be completely honest with you i was married by 20. um i'm 39 now be 40 this year i was married by 20. uh at that time my wife had a three-year-old daughter when we got married uh straight to work so i didn't have time money uh opportunity anything and i would see them come and go and just miss shows and couldn't make it then they get scheduled for louder than life i get two tickets and a t-shirt 
T-shirt comes in, tickets comes in. Uh, it floods miserably, and they cancel the whole show. No Deftones. Uh, opportunities come and go. Can't make it, can't make it, can't make it. Then, let's say 2019, because I believe it was 2019 or 2020. It's 2020. But I bought the tickets, I think, in 2019. I buy tickets for Nashville. COVID hits. Cancel it. It's back on. But then they cancel it and they go do Bonnaroo and I can't get tickets to make it to Bonnaroo. Then it's back on. They give me my money back and it's back on, so I buy tickets for Nashville again. Which, after I buy tickets for Nashville, I find out there's tickets for Cincinnati the next night. And you have to understand, it took me five hours to get to uh, Nashville. It would have took me three hours to get to Cincinnati. But that's beside the point. So I get the tickets. I get the flu. My son's still sick. Don't know if I'm going to be able to go. The show's on Saturday. He starts feeling better on Friday morning. I start feeling better Friday afternoon. We leave our house. We live in eastern Kentucky. Left our house on Friday evening. We were stopped in traffic three times before getting out of our county. We live in a very small county. There's not much goes on here, but enough rain had come to block roads and this and this and this. Okay, we make it out. Got to get the oil changed in my wife's vehicle because it needs oil change. I took my wife and some with me because her daughter lives in Nashville. They're going to stay there. We get an hour from the house going into a place called Leslie County. Dead stop traffic. We make it all the way up. Here's somebody flagging traffic. Here's a fire truck. There's nothing. There's no accident. There's nothing. I'm sure there had been. I'm like, man, it's not looking good. We get all the way to London, which is, or, yeah, we, we make it to London, which is, I don't know, an hour and something from our house. I don't know. Uh, we're meeting my nephew who's going to the show with me. He is 20 miles away from us on a road called 75, and the road is shut down. Three tractor trailers have wrecked under a bridge. He can't get there. We were originally going to be in Nashville by like 7, 8 o'clock their time. They're an hour behind us. I think 8 o'clock their time. They're an hour behind us. We wait hours. My poor nephew stuck in traffic. He finally gets to us. He gets to us and we take off. We drive all the way down to Nashville. We get up. We go eat, we go spend time with my daughter and stuff like that. We come back, we finally make it to the show. And that's the first time since 2000 I felt like I'm going to get to see Deftones. Nothing can happen now, short of them blowing up the building. But I didn't even, I didn't even think that at the time because I was afraid it could happen. Stand in line, we go in. Okay. Uh, Vows, first band, comes on. Uh, great great band I, I wasn't super familiar with them i'd heard two songs thought it was interesting liked them gojira comes on a band i am familiar with and to be honest with you this is the band my nephew's going to see he's going to see gojira he doesn't know much about deftones not into deftones he's into gojira and he's going to see gojira the most entertaining live band that I'd probably seen besides Deftones that were just super good technically, but had a little bit of sloppy to them, because I like a little bit of sloppy. Uh, Pantera at Ozfest. The most like an album 
the closest to this was this you're listening to the album in your room is a perfect circle probably my second favorite concert of all time uh gojira comes on stage the light show is good uh the crowd interaction is amazing i can sit and tell you all those things but this i must tell you gojira musically is flawless vocally is flawless guitar wise it's flawless bass it's flawless drums it's flawless it's mechanical in the sense of its perfection but it is organic in the sense of its presentation it is beautiful and i instantly am in love with gojira and i think to myself there's no way deftones will be that good because i've seen deftones before seen a lot of bands before and with the exception of a perfect circle i've never heard anybody that perfect musically live but very few bands i've ever heard that just sound that good his vocals are that good anyway gojira amazing and i love it and that's how i feel i feel happy i feel excited i feel like i love it and that's it's way i always feel in a good concert then deftones come on chino doesn't sound exactly like uh the CD, not not like Maynard, uh, not like Gojira. He, he it's not the same as the CD. Uh, Steph's close, but like there's things different. There's you know he they're playing older songs, middle of the road songs, and then newer songs because they have a massive category uh, or catalog. And I mean they basically hit about everything. Uh, and, and you know he switched effects and guitars and. You know everything's not same as the old axe effect stuff and he he's getting but it's good don't get me wrong uh new bass player he actually messed up once uh pretty bad that i heard uh chino goofed a couple notes on the guitar abe i think is always just flawless frank amazing uh there's no chi there which kind of bums me out now that's that's being as fair and open as i can i mean that's really what happened musically but that's not what happened for me when i was really young I um, I was pretty religious, and, and I try to be pretty open on this show. Uh, I never had what you would consider a religious experience in that time. Not that I could put my hands on. As bad as I believed, and as bad as I I, I wanted something, it it just it it didn't come. I'm not really religious at all anymore in any aspect. But I've heard people speak about, and different people explain it different ways. But I've heard some people explain what they had and to them it was a religious experience and i would have to think the closest time everyone to get to that was that deftone show because it felt like a religious experience it felt amazing it felt great and i was just enthralled i was i was i don't know i i thought nothing could ever beat that show in 2000. i mean obviously chino's a far better singer now they're far better musicians now they've got this massive catalog they picked almost every single song I would have picked except for maybe three or four and, and put in that, that set list. It was phenomenal, but I've never felt the way I felt at that concert at anything in my life. And it's not fair. Like I can't, you know, obviously it's not like the birth of my son. Obviously it's not like having my daughter. Obviously it's not like, you know, getting married. Like it, it's not, they're, they're different things. Why would you, compare you can't compare those things but for what it was for a musical experience it, it is an experience and i don't know that it would be that for everybody you know i i would imagine it wouldn't be that for everybody but for me 
for a lot of people there, it was an experience, an experience that I, I don't think I can ever duplicate unless I had that experience again with that band. It was unreal. I, I sang until my voice was gone, and that was a big problem uh, last week is I tried to do one during the week. My voice was shot. I mean, it was gone. I danced and jumped and, and headbanged and screamed and yelled and interacted, and the, the crowd moved and pulsed like one thing like one entity, like one being, even my nephew, somebody wasn't really into the music. You could feel the, like he wasn't into it before, but he got into it and you couldn't help it. And you could feel the pulse and you could feel the pull and the push, the ebb and the flow. You could feel the magic of that event and what it was and what it was to those people there. And it was the biggest demographic I've ever seen. You know, there was a 17-year-old kid and probably a 46-year-old mom in front of me, both singing. Both had seen Deftones before, or the mom had seen it before. She hadn't. It's her first time. There was a little girl in front of me. It couldn't see up. I held her phone up for her. There wasn't a whole lot of phones and stuff. Like, you know, it's every once in a while, like, you can't help but want to capture it, but then you can't actually capture it. You can't commit to it because you're you're experiencing this. You're, you're in the middle of this, and it's... It's it's just an experience that I, I can't can't explain. I, I can't justify it for being as great as I feel it is because it's probably not to somebody else. But it it was it was unreal to me. It was something that I've never experienced before. Not even at that first Deftones concert. It done something for me that music had never done for me before. Something that music had got close, or maybe something that music had done, but never on that level. Again, not the best band I've seen technically live. Not the best band there that night, technical-wise. Technical-wise, Gojira is far and away one of the best bands I've ever seen, period. But that feeling and the the way Chino interacts and and and, and the way their songs are, it, it just, it's it's unexplainable. It's unexplainable, and it may not have done that for you, but some band somewhere probably will do that for you at some point in time, and that's the beautiful thing about music, and, you know, if I take Deftones out and you say, what's the best show you ever seen? Well, I mean, uh, it's probably a perfect circle, but I have to emphasize that with a probably, uh, you know, I can't, you know, <laughs> and, and like... I talked to uh, Elliot and Gertie from Spooky Family before I come on and did this show. Uh, and, you know, I asked them, and Elliot right off, he's like, well, my favorite show, uh, one of the best concerts. I think I asked him, what's the best concert guys you, you guys have ever attended? And he was like, Kings of Leon at Riverfront with the Black Keys opening. I mean, that, you know, Black Keys opening at the point that they were opening band, like, that's probably is a pretty good show. Like, I never got super into Kings of Leon at the time they were out, but it's something I went back and listened to. Like, they were a good band. I, I could see that. You know, and then Gertie hits me back with Jason Isabel Acoustic, which I'm going to be honest with you, that Jason Isabel show I went to is one of my favorite shows for sure. It's top four or five shows, no doubt. But then she also come back with, and this is what I like about Gertie and Elliot, like, these these people are more like me. They're not one track people. It's not a, uh, you know, yeah, I like a, a, a Jason Isabel, you know, and and then she stays. No, her next favorite was Rob Zombie, and then the Kings of Leon that she went to. You know, obviously her and Bobby were together. Like they're so versatile, and I like that. You know, that's what I like about Mandy. It's what I like about Hoover. That's that's the way I kind of like to be musically. But like you know, then. 
uh, uh, I'm trying not to use real names, <laughs> Elliot. Elliot hits me back with Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Snoop and the Up and Smoke tour in Cincinnati, which I'm just going to tell you right now, I would have killed to be at that show because the three people I'd love to see live. But, like, they instantly got, seemed to get excited. He was a chat, but, like, it was, it, they came back. Like, it wasn't like they had to sit and think, you know, like, they had answers, even though they maybe not couldn't pinpoint one right down. Like, they had answers because music means that much because it impacts us that way because it has that kind of influence on us and, and, it's one of the most beautiful, amazing things in life. Music is so, I don't know. It, it's, it's not like anything else we do. It's not like anything else we have. That's not to say we can't be as passionate about other things and things like that. That's obviously, that's ridiculous to say that. But like in regards to visual art, there are going to be people who have the same a reaction and lust and, and desire to, to obtain and, and see and, and experience visual art that I have for music. Uh, it would be the same with almost anything. Uh, you know, but my mu- my movie obsession is not at the level that my music obsession is at. Uh, my collecting obsession, just collecting in general, possibly, <laughs> is possibly there. Uh, and I don't have any talent. Like, I can't be a musician. I want to sing and you know, I, I want to be a great musician, but that that's not going to happen. But that's okay. Like, I can still have fun doing it. Like, I'm not the level of my buddy Bruce, but he lets me play along, and that's awesome. You know, music is, it, it is an amazing, amazing thing. And I think everybody should experience it. And, you know, you may ask yourself, like, did I really sit almost an hour listening to us do talk about a concert? You know, some of you will say that, you know, and I understand it. Like, you're not wrong. You know, it's, oh, God, oh great. He gave us an hour on a concert. Well, he gave us 30-some minutes on a concert and then 15 minutes complaining about conspiracy theories and five minutes doing ads. <laughs> but, and then asking us if we could shoot consolidate shows. Um, it's a big part of my life, and it was a big experience. You know, and I learned some things. I learned it. 39 that no matter how bad i wanted to get into that pit when engine number nine started i knew it was the last song of the night it was part of the encore i didn't because my body knew what my mind didn't my body knew hide the kids ears my 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 body knew you ain't walking tomorrow if you get in that pit and I probably wasn't. Like, I mean, I'm being completely honest with you. I probably wasn't, um, wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna walk the next day. Um, and the desire, the desire's gone. Like, I understand the desire for the pit. And I noticed that. I, and I bet in 2000, there was somebody there that was at the point I was at. Because it, in 2000, I wanted that pit, and I wanted to be there. And I, that, that's how my aggression came out. That's, that's how I coped. That's how I dealt. Like, that's, that's, that was part of the therapeutic experience for me in 2000 was that pit, you know. The, the, the pit in the MSD show in Louisville with, with my buddies Josh and Caleb and Richie and Bobby and Special K back in 98 or 99, like that, that was a religious experience. Looking back on it now and thinking now, seeing for what it is now, wow, what that was. I can't ever have that back. But man, if you could put that in a vial and shoot me up with it twice a day, I'll take it every day of the week. You know, but 
is not what I need right now. What I need right now is that experience I had. And it was there. It was there. Both, both things were there. Both things were there Saturday. I think I said Sunday, but it was Saturday night. Both things were there that Saturday night, last weekend in Nashville, Tennessee. Both things were there. There were people like me having that experience, having that just, uh, just cerebral experience that can't be quantified by me. I don't. I don't have the words to 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 replicate what I need to say. I can't break it down to a level and monosyllabically express it the way that I need to say it. I, I don't know. It is an experience. It is a something that inside that touched inside and came out and that that's the best I can do for it. But other people were there in that pit and they got what I used to get and they needed it. And I needed it. I needed it a little bit. I did, but I, I got it vicariously through them. It's almost like you could feel that pulse in that crowd. Like you could feel that vibe that that here we are, we're experiencing this. Like it's flowing. And then you could feel just that pulse of that aggression and that release from that pit. And that's the thing about Deftones. They couldn't keep that pit going for every song. Because Chino brought it back. Chino brought it back to just the vibe. He brought it back to the point that it was just the vibe then he would ex- let it build and they'd make it explode and it would cascade across the crowd from that moment of just that vibe, just that feeling, just that experience, that, that sexual tension that honestly, that that's what sex tape is. <laughs> you know, that's what digital bath is. Uh, that that's, that's what so many of these songs are. It, 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 it's, this music is, you know, you don't see that as a kid, but like, it's like the romance novel for new metal guys, you know, it, it, it's it's crazy. But then the aggression and go back with the older song, you know, when my own summer hit, you know, just that, God, I mean, damn, man, it was 1999 again and I was ready. Like, it, it's an experience. And I say it and the smile on my face that you can't hear in a microphone or you can't hear or see through a microphone that I can't take off my face thinking about it, feeling it. It's unreal. It's unreal. And somewhere, something will do that for you. If it's music, it may not be Deftones. It may be something else. But something, some band, some art, some experience can do that for you. And you got to chase that. You can't overdose on it. You can't overdose on it. You can't burn yourself out on it. You can't just have too much of it. You can't just indulge, 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 indulge. It, it's not. It's not beneficial. Like it, it, it becomes redundant, and it, it becomes played, and it, it just becomes stale. Like you can't, you can't run in the ground. But you know, I felt like me. Felt like me for the first time, and five or six years and I don't know how to explain that to somebody like I, I there's been moments that I flashed there's been moments that I've glanced in the mirror and almost seen me you know there, there's been times when I'm writing you know I throw a couple of lyrics Bruce's way but more than anything I finish these books you know and I read back through and I read through that book and I didn't experience it I don't know where I was at I didn't see me 
but me snuck in. I snuck in on myself and dropped that, you know, uh, especially this new book. You, you get into this stuff, you know, uh, about who we are and, and what time is and where we exist in that time and and what time means in regards, what we mean in, in, in regards to time, this blip that we are, you know, what, what you know, the comparison to 100 years and 10 seconds in regards to all of eternity, you know, and, and, and all the rabbit hole stuff. And then that was me. That's me popping out, you know. That was me at 16. That was me at 26. That was me at 36. That was me at 6. That's real me. That's real me popping in. Real me's odd. Real me's weird. Real me's right here. It's what you got right now. I feel like me right now for the first time in a long time. Like, and that concert did that. That that that's like that awakening. You know what I mean? I get I get shit all the time. Look, that's another thing. Like I've cussed a couple of times, and that's me. Like if you talk to me in real life in person, I'm gonna say shit. Like I, I'm not gonna come on here and you know like that's not me. You've you've had robot me for a long time, but that's not me. Like. But like I get shit all the time. Like, man, you're you're thirty nine, dressed like a kid, band t shirts and every pair of pants you have is black or gray, you know, you're wearing skate shoes to that's me. I can't help that. You know, I mean like I don't know, I don't want you your hair's too long and why you got a goatee with no mustache? 'Cause I I never could grow a mustache. I don't know. You know, I it just I am me. Like you still listen to kid music. Like, how the hell's Deftone still kids music? I go listen to you. You don't know. Is Slayer, Slayer kids me. You know, Slayer, should, I don't know if Slayer should be consumed by any age, but I love it. There's a lot. There's a lot to life. And life beats you down. It does, man. It tires you down. It, it eats at you. It grinds you and grinds you and grinds you. And about four or five years ago, I got laid off for the first time in my life and ended up losing everything. I lost everything. Home, cars, vacation, uh timeshare deal intense i lost everything didn't mean shit because it wasn't shit it was just stuff i didn't know at the time at the time i was bummed my family was real bummed you know what i mean like and i i went from shit i don't care i went from almost hundred thousand dollars a year to half that it was first world problems is what that is first world problems and that's what i was experiencing and i took it like a bitch at first i'm gonna be completely honest with you I did. I took it like a baby, and I cried a lot and I whined a lot. And then it hit me, and I that that like I said, it'd been four or five years since I felt like me. I felt like me, and that's when I started working on this podcast about four years ago. That's when I started working on the stuff I like podcast. That's when I started. I'm going to work from home. I'm not going to travel again. I'm not going to be away from my family anymore. I'm going to work from home. I'm going to do what I got to do. I gotta, I'm going to hustle. I need to hustle. I'm going to stay in that gym, train jujitsu. I'm going to work on my music. I'm going to keep playing. And I'm going to do this podcast. And I'm going to be me. And I'm going to express myself. And I'm going to sleeve my arms out. I'm going to quit getting tattoos from the elbow up so people don't see them. You know what I mean? I'm going to be me. If I want to get my lip pierced again, I'm going to get my lip pierced again. Who gives a shit? I'm going to be me. And I felt like me. Wrote my first book. Started my first podcast, even though I didn't release it and didn't know how, and I actually put it out on YouTube first. Made all these plans, did all these things, because I was going to be me. That was me. Didn't follow through with shit. Not one single thing. Didn't follow through with anything. Ended right back up chasing money on the road again. And ended up getting laid off again. 
And I'm right back on the road right now, chasing money on the road. And money ain't the same as it used to be. I guess they know when they can stick it to you enough times and you keep coming back, they don't have to keep paying you good. You know what I mean? And then they have to tell you every day what a burden you are on them financially to have you there. But they must have you there. They need you there. You're a requirement, not a desire. I don't even know when the last time. I, actually, I do know. I have not seen a jujitsu gym in 2022. I think I seen it twice. In 2021, that hurts. You don't understand how much I love it. You just It's hard to explain. And people are like, man, if you love that much, you, you wouldn't make excuses. You just do. Uh, those people can kiss my hiney, and those people don't understand reality. They don't understand life. I, I've heard that. I've heard that, man, if you want it bad enough, you'll do anything. But I've said it. You, know, you can say a lot of things that aren't real, and that's not real. Um, I let my podcast go. I got it back. I quit. I just, like not been me that all just faded away real life came in that all just faded away because i was too weak to uphold it then i go watch this show and that's why i say it's like a religious experience because i realized like not because of the mute I, I don't know just because that made me feel like me it made me happy that made me want to express myself in other ways. Want me to play music again. Like that made me think of who I used to be. Because who I used to be 20 years ago would not like me now. He wouldn't understand me. He wouldn't know how. But who I was 20 years ago, not who I want to be right now, takes both. Takes who you were. And looking back on who you were. And yeah, pull out those good parts. But don't forget to look at the shitty parts. Don't forget to look at the stuff that you didn't like about you. Don't look at, forget to look at the stuff that wasn't cool about you. Be sure to focus on that. Remember that. Take that from it. But then look at who you are now. Look at what you've given up. Look at what you've sacrificed. Look at what you've let go that you shouldn't have. What you've turned your back on belief-wise that you shouldn't have done. And how much you've folded and how much you have conformed. Put those two things together, and you'll come out with where you are and where you want to be. How does a concert make that pop up in your head? Shit, I don't know. I have no clue, but I can tell you this. Never, I haven't felt better about me in a long time than I felt after that show the other night. And I haven't thought more about life and, and, and the experiences we make out of life than I did after that show the other night. I have never purposely not appreciated my wife and kids ever but we all do it but i can tell you right now i seen him on saturday night got my son home uh went to my daughter's house me and my nephew walked from the show to my daughter's house like 1.8 miles in nashville uh got my wife and then went back to the hotel my son was already asleep we all laid down went to sleep got up next day eat i uh, went and saw my daughter and stuff and it's on the way home we're almost home and i was like man like you you don't, you don't know. You don't know when that day is going to be that last day. And like, you're all this good time I've had with my family and all this good time I've had with my kids. And I've had my shortcomings as a, a father, you know, uh, especially with my daughter. Like, I sucked. I was so young and I just sucked. Like, I, I don't, I, I can never apologize enough to her. But I've been really good with my son and she made me that, that parent. She made me a good parent, you know, and she made me want to be better and do better. But, you know, just a show, just a concert, 
just a concert changed my outlook, my perspective, everything. Got me completely and totally thinking and flowing in a different direction. So when I sit and tell you I had a religious experience, I don't have religion like you have religion. Sorry, I just don't. I'm not an atheist, not by any stretch of the imagination, agnostic at best. I cannot believe we are coincidence. We're too different from anything else. Uh, but I also, <laughs> you know, I have a problem with what man has altered and changed in history and and books written by men for men to control men. I'm just not, you know, that is what it is. That's a different conversation. But when I tell you that for me, that experience changed me. And, it's, and you say, it's just a damn concert. Well, man, I mean, it is just a damn concert. But it was a damn good concert. So, I don't know. Uh, if you've never checked out Deftones, check out the Deftones. If you've never checked out Chalk, Talk Junkie until now, come back next week.